Resistance to intrinsic flow is causing such trouble. Holding on to what I want is impossibly tough. It slips right through my fingers and it pops like a bubble. Reality is calling my bluff. Yeah, it's all about changes. Oh, everything changes. Impermanence comes in. And nothing stays the same. It's been that way since we were born. A simple truth that we've ignored changes. Everything changes. Just look how everything must change. No, nothing's forever. Perspectives fade and shift as we grow older each day. But one way or another, some way we will discover impermanence. Our friend or foe is teaching what we need to know about changes. Oh, everything changes. Impermanence comes in, and nothing stays the same. It's been that way since we were born. A simple truth that we've ignored changes. Everything changes. Are you gonna run for it or wake up in this life? Time is so short, the truth is right before your eyes. Changes, everything changes. Impermanence comes in. And nothing stays the same. It's been that way since you were born. A simple truth that we've ignored changes. Oh, everything changes. Impermanence comes in, and nothing stays the same. It's been that way since we were born. A simple truth that we've ignored changes. Yeah, everything changes. Impermanence comes in, and nothing stays the same. It's been that way since we were born. A simple truth that we've ignored changes. Oh, everything changes. 
It's been that way since we were born, a simple truth that we've ignored changes. Another beautiful tune that uh, Maureen has created for us. Much appreciated. Much appreciated. And very true. Because of changes in the lack of understanding about impermanence, dukkha, and non-self, the world hasn't changed. The reality, the conditional reality hasn't changed. People are still crazy. <laughs> I mean, we see that, that every day. Um, young actor allegedly hiring somebody to beat him up, people shooting up workspaces in Chicago again. All of these are indicators of suffering. And what we're here to do is to encourage everyone to see the way to Practice the understandings that free you from this pain, this, this blindness, this craziness that we see every day. And so I just want to refresh everyone's mind this morning because again, it's, 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 it's so unnecessary this thing called suffering, this, this pain that people are going through, it's so unnecessary. But we see people choosing to do it because they, they are not aware of other possibilities. They're burned up inside by their stress. And what we know, fortunately, is that the cessation of suffering is created by practicing a path, and it's called the Noble Eightfold Path. And I just want to read the contents of the Noble Eightfold Path, because there's something that I'd like to highlight that I think is very important. Again, it's obvious that there are people who feel that the answer and the solution to their suffering and their pain is violence, or hatred, or divisiveness. And that's very far from the truth. And it says, what is the noble truth of the way leading to the cessation of suffering. And it's called the Noble Eightfold Path. That is right view, right intention, right speech, right action, right, under, right livelihood, right effort, right mindfulness, and right 
concentration. Now I want you to pay careful attention to the contents, to the the ingredients of this practice, this path. And it says, first of all, what is right view and its knowledge of suffering and knowledge of the origin and the cessation and the way leading to the cessation is called right view. And what is right intention? Right intention of renunciation, intention of non-ill will, intention of non-cruelty, that is called right intention. So the first block after right understanding does not contain any confrontational instructions. That's the point I want to make. For all of us who desire peace, you cannot achieve peace through confrontation and conflict. This, it's just not possible. You cannot obtain peace through conflict and confrontation. Now, there are lots of people who feel that that's the answer to, to kind of butt up against other people and to encourage them strongly to see our point of view, to feel that if, you, if I just get you to agree with me, to understand what I'm going through and understand my pain, you will stop doing what you're doing and agree to do what I want you to do. And of course, what, the, what I'd like for everyone to do, first of all, is to examine the fact that all of our lives, we've been trying to make other people do what we want them to do so that we will be okay. And what's the definition of crazy? <laughs> so it's time for those of us with just a little understanding to stop doing what doesn't work. It says, what is right speech? Abstaining from false speech, abstaining from malicious speech, divisive speech, abstaining from harsh speech, abstaining from idle chatter, that is right speech. And what we've noticed so far is there's no validation for violence. There's no validation or encouragement to enter the fray, to protest, to push against, to issue forth conflict and confrontation. There's none of that here. It says, what is right action? Abstaining from killing living beings. Abstaining from taking what is not given. Abstaining from misconduct and sensual pleasure. That is called right action. And what is right livelihood? Having abandoned wrong livelihood, the making of poisons, weapons, 
war, war, war materials, things that hurt people. That's wrong, livelihood. Now, the other three have to do with how to reprogram our own heads, our own minds, so that we can employ the other five with confidence. Because there's a lot of people who don't believe that softness and kindness works. But this path is suggesting that that is the only way. That love and kindness and empathy and joy are the only way to bring about a lessening of conflict and confrontation, of violence and divisiveness. But more importantly, it is about removing the causes of suffering within oneself. And what we find is when we work at and achieve the, the success of non-issuance of toxicity and violent speech in the world, that cleans up the world just a little bit. That takes my stuff out of the world. It keeps me from sneezing on others and infecting them. And if one more person does it because I don't do it to them, and then another person does it because they don't do it to them, and so forth and so on, it becomes a contagious love fest. And there's no ambiguity here. It doesn't, doesn't say, well, you know, maybe you'll start out first with, with pushing and shoving and then go to hugging and loving. But it doesn't say any of that. It has nothing in here about holding pain, holding fear. It has nothing in here about changing anyone else's point of view. So the first thing we have to do is orientate ourselves and figure out who is it that has a complaint about reality? And the first answer is, I do. I'm not happy in your world. I want the world to be different. And the practice is, if you want the world to be different, be different. And this is what begins to change things. Because it changes you. We remove the confusion of the world by acting in a responsible manner. For those of us who've raised children, 
one of the things we had to teach them was to stop fighting. But some of us had poor teachers because although they told us to stop fighting, stop hitting the other, we saw them fight and hit the other. And so that confused us. That caused us to have a discrepancy about the use of anger. Which then led to our depression because when we used anger on others, we found that it didn't work the way it worked with dad or mom or Uncle Tom. We found that our anger hurt us but didn't control the situation. So again, let's stop employing things that don't work. for our own reasoning for and for our own sanity, our own mental balance. There is something very frustrating about using a tool and it doesn't work, doesn't fix the situation, doesn't get the nail in. Does anyone have any questions? Or any comments? Well, I'm getting better every day. <laughs> Changes, right? Getting better every day. Thank you. Thank you, uh, thank you, Venerable. And, um, and 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 I'm finding that as I as I work with the Eightfold Path, it, it feels like it's it's moving more and more from a framework to something that's really creating some modest level of wisdom in me. I can see how that how that process evolves over time, and mm -hmm. and its power, you know, is becoming apparent to me. But the one element that, that for me feels a little vague and that I've not felt the, the clarity and the progress working with that I have with the other seven is right livelihood. You know, when I, when I read the particulars on the Noble Eightfold Path, it makes, I understand what's being said on all the others. Mm -hmm. But when I get to that one, it feels a little vague. Sometimes I read it, and 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 uh, it feels almost everything. <laughs> you know, almost everything that you do in the in the mundane world feels like it could qualify. So that that's the one that that I am having the most trouble working with and understanding and and um, seeing in a way that's useful in terms of moving forward personally. Okay. So we know at one time you were a military man. 
And that right away tells me wrong livelihood. Wrong livelihood. Okay? Because it's about killing people. You know? And what we're discussing this morning is that that's not the best option. That is a choice. And there's some leaders who believe even that it should be preemptive. And I think you're going to hit me, so I'm going to blow you up first. But like all of these, it's about working with those that fit at this time. Again, the song changes. That as you work the program, you begin to change. You begin to open up other parts of you. That put a light, puts light on the suspicions that this can't be right or this won't work or I can't do this or I don't understand this. Remember what critical doubt does. It freezes us like deers in a headlight. And we suspend our investigation because we feel we have this question, this burning question about this thing. This is experiential. So just as I can't tell you what spaghetti tastes like if you've never eaten spaghetti, or I can't tell you what New York is all about if you've never been to New York, I can read the words just like you can read the words, but I can't make you understand the words. And it doesn't mean that you are insufficient because you don't. It just means that somewhere, somewhere in that, in, in that complex mass of grayness, there's some doubt about something. And again, just like anything else, it's not about confronting the doubt or managing the doubt. It's about allowing the doubt to disappear through investigation and through experience. So trust the path, as you said, you see things changing. And understand that just as you see things that are changing in the objective field, there will be things changing in the subjective field. You just haven't gained the sensitivity yet to be aware of that. But just trust the process. We don't want to make this, we don't want to add more words to this. This is enough. Okay? Distrust. Just, again, work with, examine, and employ what you are certain about. And the other wisdom and the knowledge will unfold within you because it's all already there. But don't let critical doubt freeze you and suspend your practice until you understand this. One technique that I think I may be misemploying is, is, is I'm observing when I see an unwholesome mind state arise, 
you know, anger, fear, greed, hatred, whatever, arrogance. In you or in others? Huh? In you? In me. Okay. In me. Okay. When I see that, what I'm trying to do is turn away from and go, I'm not going to feed that, and I'm not going to... I'm not going to allow myself to be uh, possessed by that unwholesome state. So I'm starting to see it uh, a lot more than I would like to. But, but as I as I develop the capacity to see, you know, there's a whole lot of that unwholesome stuff that comes up. And my what I've been doing is is I see it, um, you know, arise. I turn away from it because again, I don't want to feed it, and I don't want to be driven by that unwholesome mind state. But what I find is that I, I end up not doing a lot of things uh, because I don't want to be propelled by the unwholesome, so I turn away from it, and the very fuel that got me moving has, uh, has been removed. Mm -hmm. And so, okay, I'm not filled with an unwholesome state, but I didn't get a whole lot done either. <laughs> you know, sometimes it can feel like that to me, and, and I'm wondering if sometimes... Am I thinking about that wrong? Should I say, okay, I see that unwholesome state. I see it arising. You know, I'm not going to feed it. I'm just going to leave it there, but I'm going to keep going. I, I haven't developed the art of working with it, I guess, in a way where it doesn't freeze me into uh, inaction. Mm -hmm. Okay. So... The most common mistake is usually after misunderstanding what the instructions are giving us is we create a hole or we think we are eradicating an idea because we turn our back on it. But we're not replacing it with anything. And so the next time some similar situation comes up, we go back to the default. So one of the things to do is to acknowledge that there is unwholesome thought present and then replace it with kindness, love, joy, puppies, butterflies. <laughs> okay? And eventually you will create that new neural pathway that will go there. Okay. Try that. If that doesn't work, we'll work on something else. Yes, ma'am. Wasn't me. <laughs> so I'm going to tag on to that okay. because as you were saying something, it's something that I am going to question as well. I'm a psych major, so this is going to come out really dorky. So bringing in the practice along with the neurological and, and, and transition of, of just kind of brain activity and function into mm -hmm. that, I've been trying to work with, and I'm going to tag into what you said because it's perfect, because I've been in the same place but in a different direction. Is this part of the functional point of mindfulness so that instead of walking away from and saying I'm having this moment being mindful and recognition simply the recognition right now I sense blank and not being in denial or anything else just sitting with that quietly 
recognizing what is there. And then sometimes for me, I recognize the level of inactivity isn't negative. It's just a, this is a feeling that's coming up and right now I don't have to do anything. Simply the pause button is enough action because I'm recognizing it and that is part of the point of the mindfulness itself. Does that make sense? Or no? Well, the first question I would ask is, does it make sense to you? Yeah, but I'm living my own headspace. <laughs> no, no, no. If it makes sense to you, use it. If it works for you, use it. There are many schools of mindfulness out there. And uh, I find that most of them complicate the whole process with their own inner curriculum. Mm -hmm. right. You notice it only took me like five minutes to read this. A lifetime to do, but <laughs> only five minutes to read. Might take me more than one. Okay. Well, we've already gone through some, so. But my suggestion is not to make it too complicated. And develop a healthier relationship with, with mind and brain through experience. Uh, as we s shared with Mark, just work with what works. And what that will do is fertilize and organize the deeper insight. Remember, mindfulness is just a platform to what? To insightfulness, to, to knowing. Mindful is not about knowing. Mindfulness is about being there, okay? Being present, okay? Not interfering, right? Th that's why they put the whole exercise of recognizing and being with so that we don't try to interfere and destroy the evidence, you know, because nobody wants to be that angry person. Nobody wants to be that loving and kind person. But the only way we can be loving and kind is be loving and kind. And so it keeps us honest with ourselves. Right? And one of the instructions in, in the mindfulness practice in the meditation on mindfulness is that we put aside from our tool basket all desire and all fear and hatefulness, grief, sorrow for the world, right? So right away this neutralizes the toxicity of the thought so that it can't influence and contaminate us in an unhealthy way. I it's nothing to be afraid of. So for me, I find that pause and recognition to Excuse be me. the perfect de-escalation. Excuse Sorry. Excuse me. 
Remember that all that we view in the mind is not ours anyway. It's not my thought, it's just a thought. It's, it's our identification with it that causes a di dysfunctional relationship. But when I can watch it like we watch Friday the 13th on TV or in the movies or it or all of those other hard things, we don't, we might jump, but we don't own it. And we know that all of them went to the trail and got paid and went home, <laughs> right? Then nobody really got eaten by the clown. <laughs> so it's the same thing. It's not real. It just is. Because what? Nothing is really real. Okay. So just have fun with it. All right? Thank you. Um, I would like to share a little bit of my success story, if that's All okay. All right, that's what we're going to do. <laughs> All this, all this don't work all stuff, right. man. Let's see some of this. Um, so many of you who know me know that I have great deal uh, and lots of issues with anger, um, especially since I took on this new role of director. And um, I have endless gratitude for Panyadipa and Panyawadi because they truly have shown peace and compassion and patience, regardless of the harmful speech and actions that I've had. I haven't hit anybody. <laughs> I haven't sworn. But you know, the energy, the presence. And um, I had a break the other week. I had a realization. Uh, I don't need to control everything. <laughs> I don't need to have put the weight of the world on my shoulders and mine alone. Due to fear, due to pride, due to whatever. And that control caused expectations of myself and others, which caused resentments waiting in the wing, which caused inflared resentments, which caused a great deal of anger, which then led to very harsh behavior and speech within and without. And there was such a break. And I have just, uh, my skin was different. My color was different. Like, I don't know if anybody noticed. Some people are like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> And then now it's like, wow, what's wrong with you? It's like, um, this is real. It's real. And I was listening to my sister this morning who was complaining and getting angry about one of our family members. And I have so much love and compassion for my sister, for where she is right now, because I know exactly how she feels. Blaming everybody else. Everyone else is the culprit. You're the problem. I can't trust you. What's wrong with you? It's like, this is all about self-inquiry. It is all about what's in here and here and all in here. And I'm so grateful for them withstanding my wrath <laughs> and waiting. I didn't run. Don't run from this because you're gonna it's going to follow you wherever you go. And I just feel so free and so happy and so much in love with all of you. It's amazing. This is me today. <laughs> but it's been the last week or so. So it's been holding. So I'm just so grateful. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you for sharing. The, 
the caution in all of this is not only the acknowledgement of their success, but the fact that everything is changing. And life has this critical way of going, okay, you caught me, and you caught me again, and then they give you something that you haven't seen before. <laughs> so just stay vi vigilant. You know, don't, don't, get, don't get cocky. Because <laughs> life will send you the gorilla. <laughs> you know, he'll send you the gorilla. It's, uh, yeah. And you don't want to deal with the gorilla. That's something preferable learned by watching someone else fight the gorilla and learn from the, you know, from ringside, not, <laughs> not from inside. But thank you again. I got appreciate it. you. Um, the only thing that I want to say is that I had this really bad surgery and they had to cut me open and I thought it would, it took me so long to heal, but I healed and I feel so much better. So I think that has to do with everything. You know, you can't control it. <laughs> you just let it happen. And then one day it's okay. So I think that's like with everything. That's it. <laughs> okay. Well, I've heard this word control twice in the last minute and a half. And one of the things I would suggest is that that's a word you take out of your vocabulary because there's no control. It's more about being on the bus and taking your hands off the wheel. <laughs> you know, because the bus is going to go where you don't want to go anyway. So a part of the frustration is that search for control and that feeling that you need control and when you begin to realize that life is beautiful in and of itself and if we just get out the way and leave it alone it'll take us to some wonderful places yeah. okay. so I've been trying to um, open up to someone who has a lot of anger in my life and just be present to show them what I'm experiencing to offer this. But all I get is a lot of anger back. Okay, you want to stop right there for a minute? Yeah. Did they ask for you to give them what you want to give them? That was my question. <laughs> Am I buttoning in? Yeah, leave it alone. <laughs> what we find most often is, you know, we, we get we get really light and we begin to have solutions for everybody. You know, you know how, how people at first go to church or go to AA meetings, you know, they know how to cure everybody's problem. But wait until you're asked because that's the only time it'll be appreciated. Okay? What you're doing is you're not ignoring them or dismissing them, you are loving them. 
You're giving them that space to bump into some walls, to have that deeper <clears throat> realization of pain. Because it's not my wisdom that wakes you up, it's the pain that wakes you up. And then you start searching for the wisdom to get away from the pain. Okay. But if you're not a doctor, right, you can't do anything about the pain. But it's about them searching for theories and practices that will help them remove the pain once they are aware of it and once it gets too hot for them in the kitchen. Just love them. You know, don't turn your back on them. I'm not saying that don't abandon them. But just let them know that when they are ready, that you love them and you'll be there for them. Call me when you need me. Okay? All right. It'll work out. You're welcome. Um... In relation to that question, uh, I was somewhere and someone turned to me and said, what do you think? And <laughs> about? Uh, it, about building a wall was the specific. Okay. <laughs> and even if it's something, you know, what do you think about X? It just this loving thing that you've noticed me to think of asking me what I actually think pings and building, <laughs> building a, a choice menu relative to when someone just turns to you and in that moment says, what does John think mm -hmm. about the nature of reality or a wall or my relationship so there's some sense of self other and then impermanence and emptiness and and in that moment uh between stillness silence peace and then some verbalization uh in that in that moment what's the <clears throat> and then accepting whatever was said was truth as well and pride, pride was obviously, and humbleness, <laughs> serenity, <laughs> tranquil, some tranquility. <laughs> Equanimity. With all sincerity, sometimes we talk too much. And so, it's always good to have in your tool chest the phrase, I don't know. Don't be afraid to say that. Well, I'd like to thank everyone for their kindness, for coming out in dreary weather to visit with the rest of the family today. Much appreciated. We thank you for your support, both emotionally, mentally, and physically. Ponyrod is not feeling very well, or she would be here also. But she's not. 
doing too well right now. Continue to practice. Continue to enjoy the practice. To smile in the practice. If it works for me, and it works for Amy, it'll work for everybody. I wouldn't be here if it didn't. So again, thank you so very much. May all beings be liberated from suffering. May we be well, may we be happy, may we be peaceful. May no harm come to us, no difficulties come to us, no problems come to us. May we always meet with success and may we have the wisdom and the knowledge and courage to face and overcome all the difficulties of life. Thank you, love you, smile at a stranger, and we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.